Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about new? Uh, Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Yes, welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everybody doing? The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, this is The Geek Show. Welcome. If this is your first time here, this is a show where we take a break from politics all the yelling all the screaming democrats versus republicans all of that push that aside and let's talk about some fun things video games movies tv shows a little bit of everything that's what you get on the geek show um to break it down for you the geek show is set up like this we start off with the news of the week i got some interesting news in the world of xbox not in the way that uh you're probably expecting uh a good source of geekness and nerddom needs our help i'll explain that one and then comic-con Ooh, they had a big uh comic-con event last week and uh i got some interesting news on that one not good uh then after the news we take a break and we get back we talk about some movie news what's out what's everybody talking about and any stories or news related stuff to movies then we take a break and we get back after that it's Corey's tech corner where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world and then we end the show with the top five list of the week which is a special edition it's the top five comic-con edition uh it's the top five most important pieces of audio that came out of comic-con that happened last week including a lot of trailers and teases for new shows a lot of cool stuff so sit back Relax and let's have some fun. And let's get into this one first because growing up there was a show, I don't remember the name of it on the top of my head. It was like a giant obstacle course. It was on Nickelodeon and they'd run around, do all these things, and slowly lower the teams into three people. And then at the very end, they had to climb this mountain, hit a button, and everybody celebrated. It was that and then uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. I loved those shows growing up and I still love them. But one of the prizes that they always offered to give away was something I was always jealous of, and that is Space Camp. Space Camp is a great place to help uh, get people who want to test and try different things in science and math. And I think it's a great opportunity to help grow and increase our geekness around the world because we need that. Well, there's a problem because of the COVID pandemic. A lot of the well, I should not because of the COVID uh, but before, a couple years ago, some of the space camps closed, but there was only one left. That one's up in the air right now. Because of COVID, they had to cancel a lot of their week-long programs and cancel it for so long that they don't have anything scheduled until April of 2021. And the camp is suffering a two-thirds loss of its annual revenue for 2020. On top of that, the U.S. Space and Rocket Museum is also running out of money and they need help so specifically space camp has launched a gofundme page and they are begging and asking people for donations to stay afloat now i recorded this on thursday so two days have passed so maybe the it has increased in the amount 
But last I saw, it was up to 200,000, and I think that's awesome. But I think we can get that even higher because we need Space Camp. Space Camp is an important thing. Even if you don't go, just having it there is something that you can all look at and hope and pray that we get a great uh, astronaut out of it. And just just anything that can spark that science thought in your head is something we need to save. So if you're interested, just look up Space Camp, GoFundMe, you'll be able to find it. Hopefully they'll be able to make their money back. Now this next story scares me for two reasons. One, because the implications are horrifying and it's a serious subject. But two, because in the funny category, this reminds me of a movie that still disturbs me to this day. It's a Robin Williams film called Toys. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it is just, it's uneasy for me to watch. And I don't know why. I mean, it's bright, it's colorful, it has Robin Williams in it. But it's like there's this hidden message somewhere in it that I can't see that is just disturbing. There, there's just something really creepy about that movie. I mean, his sister, Robin Williams' sister, is like a doll that wears doll... I don't know. It's really, really bizarre. But uh, that reminds me of this story, which is Israel wants to use Xbox controllers in its tanks. Uh, Israel is currently testing a new armored vehicle prototype that uses a wide variety of modern technology, most notably an Xbox controller that allows soldiers to perform combat functions as if they're playing a video game. According to the Washington Post, the tank was developed by Israeli uh, Aerospace Industries, which employed the feedback from uh, the Defense Force, but they developed a system familiar to a lot of younger generation people. In addition to the Xbox controller, the prototype also features large tablets for displaying information that would be common in any modern first-person shooter, like a map, ammo supplies, and available weaponry. This is a quote from the Israeli battalion commander. It's not exactly like playing Fortnite, but something like that. And amazingly, they bring their skills to, uh, they amazingly, they brought their skills to operational effectiveness in no time. That is horrifying to me because I, I really hope there's not one day where they employ, uh, employ kids to play video games under the ruse of these are actual tanks actually killing people. Because without a doubt on video games, you kill a lot of people, but you know that it is fake. And if they start mixing those two things together and involve kids on top of that... I don't think that's a good thing at all. And the fact that a lot of these people, I, I seriously, I thought that one of the benefits to COVID was maybe wars would slow down because no one wants to be outside. They want to stay home and uh, protect themselves. But uh, stuff like this worries me that we're going to eventually have wars where there will be no human casualties. It will just all be people in rooms on other sides of the world fighting for something, I guess. I don't know. That story disturbs me a little bit, so I'll, I'll keep an eye on that one. Hopefully uh, that doesn't... Uh, it just worries me employing kids. That That's my biggest concern, because there is a distinction between real life and video games, and you need to teach kids that, because a lot of people say, ah, there is no difference. There is, but we gotta educate our kids, so... Uh, next up, this one's fascinating to me and just opens the floodgates of thoughts in my head because, once again, it's something that I never even conceived of in video games. And uh, this is part of a master thesis in the uh, Human Computer Integration Design and Research Firm, and it is made from a plastic retainer customized for each user's mouth. This is a wired Wi-Fi module that will be able to 
use your tongue as a controller for a video game. It is really fascinating. There's a prototype video on there. But essentially, well, I should say, too, it kind of looks ugly because you have a wire that goes around your um, outside of your mouth and around your ear. But that's for the purpose of having a battery because you don't want a battery hanging out at the top of your mouth. But she was able to, using her prototype, move her tongue and she was able to move uh, the the little slider on Pong. And it's just opening up new ways that we could potentially help people who are disabled or unable to use controllers to maybe play new different kind of video games and give them a way to be entertained in ways that aren't as possible right now with a controller. So I think that is super, super cool. And I, I think uh, we'll be seeing a lot more advances in that field because as we move forward, I think we're going to slowly, at some point, maybe when it gets cheaper, when VR gets cheaper, we'll slowly get to the point where controllers are going to slowly fade away and you'll do everything with moving your hands, which will be really, really fascinating. Next up, this story makes me incredibly sad because I was so excited for it. Comic-Con at home last week uh, happened. It was started on Wednesday and it lasted through five days. I think it was till Sunday. And I was super hype about it. The problem, no one else was. It failed miserably in regards to interactions with people. Uh, according to data from a social media analytics firm, uh, tweets from that mentioned Comic-Con at home were down 95% when compared to last year's Comic-Con. In fact, even uh, tweets about the top 10 TV events were similarly down 93%, and the movie panels were down shockingly 99% on Twitter. Views on YouTube, which were hosted by a major variety of Comic-Con panels and hosts and TV shows, were even worse. Average viewers for Thursday, which was its longest period for people to watch, are hovering around 15,000 views per panel. It was a massive, massive fail. And I think, according to this article, but also my opinion too, is that they didn't market it at all. They did not really go out there and tell everybody when I tell people, Hey, Comic-Con's this weekend. They're like, wait, what the, I'm not flying out there. Why are they having that with COVID? No, no, no. It's all online. What? We can watch Comic-Con at home. No one did that. And Comic-Con might take a hit for that. And I just, I just really, really hope that people don't look at that and use it as an excuse to say, ah, see, we can't have online conventions. Cause I really hope in the future that we'll be able to integrate actual conventions with online seamlessly because i think being able to say that you've gone to comic-con you've watched these panels gives opportunities to people who can't fly out to california every year who can't buy these ex crazy expensive tickets and who can't wait in lines for hours because you know we all got lives to do so uh i think that is really sad story hopefully uh in the future, they'll take that and maybe adapt to it because I feel like they had a huge opportunity. And finally, before the break, I got to leave you guys with this one because it's hilarious. George R.R. R. Martin. Where have you heard that name before? Well, he's the creator of Game of Thrones. And if you don't know, I think it was season six or, and seven were both made like without the book to go back and have references to because George R.R. R. Martin is still writing the next book. He's been writing it for years and in a hilarious tweet. And just because it's funny and not that we're making fun of COVID or anything, but because of George R.R. R. Martin, he's known for his dark, dark books where everybody dies. Uh, he wrote 
on a blog post back in uh, last year on July 29th. He said, if July 29th, 2020 comes here, you have my permission, uh, if the book's not done, to lock me up in a cabin until I am done. And look at that. A year later, he is held up in a cabin right now because of COVID and not wanting to go out. So it was just kind of an ironic little funny thing. And with the combination with Game of Thrones and how dark that was, people have been laughing about it all this week. So we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to go over some movie news. And included in there is a story that, uh, how did this get nominated for? Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. Before we get into the movie news, I gotta give a shout-out to one of my favorite geeks in the world, and that is my sister, Melissa. Today is her birthday, so happy birthday to my sister. I think I was able to poison her mind with uh, geeks and comic books and video games, and now she's a pretty big gamer. And, uh, yeah, it's super cool, especially when you have somebody close, like a sibling who plays video games with you, and you guys can talk about it. So, once again, happy birthday to my sister. I will not say your age, don't worry. I just turned 30, and I'm already ashamed to talk about how old I feel and am. So I won't mention that, but happy birthday, Melissa. I hope you have a fantastic day. So let's get into the movie news of the week, and we got some big ones. Uh, first, we got to talk about AMC. So we've talked about this story before about 100 times now. AMC Theaters is having a big problem financially. They're running out of money because nobody's using movie theaters right now due to COVID. And they were going to have this big launch in the middle of July, but then the cases started rising again. So they're like, okay. We're going to push this to August. And as of right now, they're still hoping to open up in August. And they were wanted to launch the movie theaters reopening with the new Christopher Nolan film, uh, Tenet. Well, that keeps expanding and extending. And movie theater companies are like, hey, we got to make money, too. So they're going to start releasing English-made movies, I mean, USA-made movies, in other countries first. And then eventually, once the pandemic slows down here and theaters open back up, they will then release it uh, in the United States, which kind of stinks because we got to wait longer than everybody else. And that's going to hurt the company in the long run because there's going to be a lot of bootlegs that pop up. But also in the AMC world is that they got into a big fight with Universal Studios because Universal Studios came out and said, hey, Trolls World Tour did fantastic when we released that movie by not putting out in theaters, but just video on demand during COVID. And they said, we're going to look into doing that more often. And AMC, oh, they threw their hands in the air like, oh, well, what, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. You come to us and we distribute your movies. And then it's good. And they were so upset. They're like, okay, no more Universal Films. Universal Studios is banned completely from AMC theaters all across the world, which stinks for Universal because uh, they are uh, AMC is the largest company for movie distribution in the country. So they were a little worried. But at the same time, I even said ah, they're going to make up in the long run. And it turns out they did. But some significant changes. So Universal Studios and AMC have reached a deal that they will start putting their movies back in theaters. Uh, typically, in the past, there is a 90-day theatrical window for the standard, meaning that when the new Star Wars movie comes out in December, uh, it will stay in theaters for up to three months. And during that three months, even if it's been removed from movie theaters... They cannot release it on Blu-ray or digital or DVD 
for three months because they want people to go to the movie theaters. And because of this new deal, uh, AMC will grant Universal the ability to release new movies digitally three weekends after it appears on in movie theaters, which is cool because for the most part, movies make their most money during the first three weeks of uh, the film in theaters. So that makes sense. They reached this deal that uh, Universal can put their uh, movies in their theaters again. And when they put it up for digital distribution, so after the three weekends when they put it up on Amazon and iTunes, uh, the deal includes where if you buy the movie digitally to watch at home, AMC theaters will also get a piece of that money. And I think that's a win-win for everybody. I'll be very curious. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay uh, movie theaters because I love them and I think it's something everybody needs. I mean, my love for movies and geekness came from a movie theater. But I felt like and I still feel like that movies are going to change significantly because of COVID. And if we keep our if we're going to be in lockdown for a long time, AMC theaters might have to close shop. They're already running out of money. And they're basically just sitting with a bunch of empty retail space around the country. So we'll have to wait and hopefully, just hopefully, uh, things will start opening back up and we can get back to movies. If anything, be prepared, guys, for next year because next year is going to be an insane year for movies. I mean, a boatload of movies are going to come out next year. Uh, this next one, I'm just going to briefly go because it just it blows my mind. Uh, QB, it's the new streaming service that was on the phone. I said it was going to be the next big thing, and then COVID happened, and they did awful. They only had 300,000 downloads on their launch day, and after the free trial that they offered to people who signed up for three months, you got free three months of ability to stream. Uh, after three months, they lost 92% of its users. They did not end up subscribing, so they did not get a lot of money and still aren't making any money. But why I'm so upset is because uh, the Emmys were announced this week of who's going to win, which, by the way, quick sidebar, it's going to be held virtually this year, so I think this might be the beginning of the end for the Emmys. But QB uh, had 10 nominations how the heck is that possible? How does a streaming service that doesn't do well, doesn't make money, have 10 Emmy nominations? Uh, I don't know. It's a weird, weird story. But uh, I'll, I'll probably touch base with the Emmys next week. I mean, for the most part, I think by the time people hear this, everyone's already heard or read if you're interested in the Emmys. So we'll cover that later. Uh, let's hit some quick ones and then we'll take a break. Uh, the Witches. Robert Zemeckis is make, remaking the movie The Witches, which is a movie that still horrifies me to this day because of the use of puppetry in that movie. It has been rated PG for scary images, language, and thematic elements. It's coming out next year. Um, Snake Eyes. Uh, THR reports that the upcoming Snake Eyes solo movie has been pushed back to another uh, year, to 2021. This is the beginning of G.I. Joe Origins. I think we're going to have a uh, Marvel-esque series of G.I. Joe movies uh, to make these characters, I guess, into a superhero club. I know zero about G.I. Joes, so who knows? Maybe it will be good. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has been announced that it is currently being made, and it will be released on April 8th, 2022. I don't know how that movie did well, but it did, and it's going to keep on rolling. And finally, I always try to end with a funny one. This one is called Mandibles. There's a new movie being released, and they released a small teaser for it, for a movie called Mandibles, in which two simple-minded friends discover a giant fly in the boot of a car and attempt to train it for money and profit. 
There you go, you guys. We're going to take a break for news. When we get back, we're going to go over Corey's Tech Corner. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everybody doing? This is a segment I like to call Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world. And I'm kind of summarizing this segment today as the good, the bad, and the ugly, because we have some good stories, we got some bad stories, and then we have the ugly story, which was the big thing that happened last week. So let's start off with good news. And this good news is kind of mixed good news, but I think it's good. Uh, CES is the Consumer Electronics Showcase. It's the biggest uh, technology event of the year in which everybody comes together at the uh, there's a casino or a hotel in Las Vegas. And they show off all of these new products from around the world. And it basically is kind of a glimpse into the future of what we'll be talking about, what we'll be uh, interacting with, and kind of where the trends of technology are moving to. It's a super cool event. But because of COVID, everyone was like, hey, are you going to have, is that going to happen this year? Uh, this year being 2021, because it always happens at the very beginning of every year. And at first they were very quiet about it. And then they said, no, I don't think we're going to do it as of right now. Thankfully, they uh, turned around and said, hey, we are going to do it, but it will be online only. So the Consumer Electronics Showcase will be available for everybody to view in 2021. When that happens, they said they will be back in Vegas in the year 2022. That's awesome. We need to see technology. And if anything, something I really like about uh, all of this that we're in, one little shiny note and all of this darkness with COVID, is that uh, this is opening up a lot of opportunities for people to look at some really cool things that you normally wouldn't be able to. I talked about Comic-Con last week, and now anyone can go and visit the Consumer Electronics Showcase online. That is awesome. And I'm glad they're doing it online because if a showcase that is all about electronics and technology can't figure out a way to do it online, I think there's a problem. Uh, next up, I got two Spotify stories. This one is cool and just an interesting trend that we're going to continue to see. Spotify premium users, which is the paid subscription, uh, can now host listening parties with up to five friends, even if they live far away. So you'll be able to listen to music with your friends from around the world. You can pick your um, your songs. You can put them in. Each of your friends can put them in. I think that's cool. It's just a continuing the trend that we've been seeing. Netflix has a watch party feature. Amazon has one, too. Hulu's working on one. And I think Disney Plus is working on one, too. But, yeah, it's just a way for everybody to get together. Uh, a lot of people have been wanting stuff like this for a while, but I think all technology companies changed as soon as COVID happened because we're spending a lot more time at home. So instead of going to the movie theater, maybe we can all sit and watch a movie together at home and talk and text each other during it. I think that's cool. Uh, also in Spotify, I just had to bring this up because the stat is amazing and scary at the same time. Spotify hits 138 million subscribers. That is insane. One out of three people have Spotify and pay for the subscription service. That is literally insane. The I think the country has about more than 300 million people, and this is 138 million. That is insane. Really, really cool and a lot of people my god that is a lot of people uh next up if you are a parent you will definitely want to listen to this if you are a child uh you will definitely want to listen to this because you can start researching ways to get around it although microsoft might have you beat uh this week microsoft launched a new app called family safety 
You can get it on any iOS or Android device. And what's really cool about it is that it is great for parents to help monitor kids. It is an app that is designed to allow families to manage screen time and app usage. And I think the key point about this app is that it syncs across all of your products. So if you have Windows computer, if you have an Xbox, if you have an iOS or an Android, you can set limits on all of them together. That's one of the big things with uh, this stuff is that kids are great. I mean, I was one of them at finding ways around the loopholes and finding ways around the rules that were set. And this is a way that parents will get actual reports. They can get it weekly or daily on app usage, overall screen time. And they then, based on that information, they can set time limits and uh, even have it set where children can ask and request extensions to their playtime. And I think that's cool. Uh, it also will give you the ability to stop games, but also because it's connected to everything, stop on one game. The example being if your son or daughter plays Minecraft on Xbox and then they're like, oh, I'm out of time on my Xbox. I'm going to go on my computer and I have a bunch more time. Nope, sorry, you only can play Minecraft so much every day. And I think that's cool. There's also the ability to lock down surprise spending on accounts, which I think will help a lot of parents because a lot of games out there have uh, microtransactions where you pay money for, like, skins. And there are a lot of stories where uh, parents, unaware that their kids were spending money online, and then they got a huge, huge bill. What's on, my only worry about this is that there's a feature that you can use location uh tracking so that you can follow and find out where your kids are at the time i think that's good in some cases but at the same time do not let your teenagers know about that because they will hate you for having such a device on them but it's really cool it's a uh, new app for microsoft called family safety check it out if you're interested i think that it's going to be really really cool and at the same time it makes you uh sit back and think how much uh connected we are and it would be a lot easier for people if everything can be on one single app so you can control everything but we'll have to wait and see if there's anything kids will find a way around i can guarantee that uh okay so that was the good news let's hit the uh the bad news uh, it turns out right aid right aid is a pharmacy company usually in bigger cities i don't think we have any here or in chicago maybe we, I, we might have one in chicago but uh, I know they are everywhere in L.A. and in New York. And it turns out, according to a report from Reuters this week, that Rite Aid has been using facial recognition to scan faces of every single customer who walk into hundreds of its stores in a program encompassing most of the past decade. That is insane. I, I don't know the whole legality of all of this. I need to reach out to my friend Ambrose McCall, uh, who's the best lawyer in town in regards to this stuff. And... Can companies do that as you walk in? I guess since you're walking into a store, you're giving them permission because you're agreeing to go into the store and follow their rules. But at the same time, you would think that you would need to be a sign up that would say, hey, we're profiling you. Uh, it even They even got into in-depth stuff. They learned that the faces would be analyzed and add to a unique profile through customers though they were very unlikely to aware of its existence. Managers could also approve right aid security staffers to add individuals they found suspicious or potentially engaged in criminal activity to a watch list so that 
any time that person walks into any right aid, it'd be flagged by security and security can walk up and tell them to leave. The sad part of the, this story is that, well, not only because just the fact that they're doing that secretly and not telling anyone is scary enough, but uh, the even worse part is that some of these stores are showcasing the problem with AI is uh, racial profiling because they went to uh, 25 stores in poorer areas and found that 17 of the stores had this system in place. But when they went to wealthier areas, only 10 out of the 40 that they went to had that. So that's the big problem with AI and facial recognition right now. You, without a doubt, should not be profiled for just walking into a store based on your skin color. And that's what's happening right now. I hope they fix this issue. I hope they figure out something to make it work. But Right now, that's not at a good place. And I know, I think it was Facebook is even having some issues with that, and they're trying to work hard to fix that. So uh, I, I wish companies would be more open about this. Uh, next up is same thing with the world of AI. Car companies want to monitor your every move, including a motion-detecting AI. So there's a te technology firm called Cernance, C-E-R-E-N-C-E. And uh, they recently have been getting some big popularity. They have installed in more uh, more than 325 vehicles cameras to help uh, virtual assistants, microphones, um, gaze monitoring cameras so you can move your eyes and it will see, it will track that. They want to install cameras that can detect your emotion based on where you're driving and how you're driving. Uh, the company chief technology officer said this, this data that I think is untapped potential for the company has for the future. What we're looking at is sharing this data back to automakers to help them monetize it. And that just, once again, I need to reach out to Ambrose and ask him the, the question of, can you, can you opt out of that? When you buy a car, when you buy a car, do you have to be told, Hey, we have cameras in here. We are recording you. That information will be passed to uh, the company. I don't know, but it worries me how much, People are slowly starting to dip their feet into uh, AI and our private information. And like I've said before, I feel like we're way behind in monitoring that and following that. And at the same time, I think we are a lot more in the hole of technology than we realize. So just be aware of what you're doing and what you're agreeing to. Uh, technology is here, and it's going to be here for a long time. Uh, and with that, you guys, we got to take a break because I got a top five list of the week, and we got some good stuff. Comic-Con edition. We'll Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay. Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, it's the last part of the show. What do we do here? It's always the top five list of the week. Comic-Con edition. Okay, every week's not Comic-Con edition, but this week's special because last week was Comic-Con. It happened all online. It was really cool. I watched some great panels, and during some of those panels, a lot of people released a lot of new stuff, new trailers, um, things that we haven't seen before, and things that make me, personally, as a geek, excited. So we're going to break these down. These are the top five most important things from Comic-Con that you should be aware of. Where do we start? Number five. Number five goes to, okay, I gotta run through this one because it's a long story. So back two years ago, I played a trailer on the Geek Show for X-Men The New Mutants, and it was a movie that I was extremely excited about because it was doing something completely different. It was making a horror movie out of a comic book uh, collection, and it was about these uh, mutants that 
cannot control their powers and that they're using fear in order to scare them. And I was all game for it. It looks really cool, and I was super excited. But then they delayed it because they wanted to do some more reshoots of the movie because they wanted it to be even more scarier. But during that reshoot period... Disney bought Fox. Fox is the company that made this movie. And because of that, they pulled the movie. And we've been sitting in limbo for the past two years. Well, they had an event and they uh, at Comic-Con, and they showcased some new stuff, which I'll play here in a second. Well, no, first, let's play that first. This is uh, a clip from the movie that they actually played. This is the opening scene from the movie, which is kind of cool. There's an old Native American proverb that says, Inside every person, there are two bears. Forever locked in combat for your soul. One bear is all things good. Compassion, love, trust. The other is all things evil. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but yeah, that's the opening scene for New Mutants. There's more. I'm not going to play it because it's a lot of running and screaming. But uh, yeah, it's super cool that it came out. And they showed off that clip. Then they showed off a new trailer. And then I'm like, okay, here it comes. They're going to announce the release date. And nothing. They said that it will be coming out soon. They don't know when. So we're kind of stuck in limbo again. And apparently, due to some rules that Fox had in their contracts with the movie, they can't release it digitally, which is why we're having to wait so long. But, uh, yeah, it's been two years since this movie was made and announced to now, and we're still not getting it yet. Gosh darn it. Number four. Number four goes to our first Amazon Prime show. This is Truth Seekers. Welcome, Truth Seekers, to the Truth Seekers channel. Good luck, guys. We're on the cusp of something here. A gateway between worlds. I'll see you on the other side. So if you don't know that voice, that is Nick Frost. You would know him because he's pairing up with him again, Simon Pegg. They did a bunch of movies. I think the most iconic one they did together was Shaun of the Dead, which is a, a comedy about the zombie apocalypse. Well, they're teaming up again with Amazon to work on this show, Truth Seekers. It's a comedy half-hour show, and they're going to release all the episodes at once, and it's about these guys who own a YouTube channel, and on that YouTube channel, they do about finding ghosts and whatnot, and it turns out, hey, it might be real. Uh, that's Truth Seekers. No official release date yet, but it's coming out later this year. Number three number three okay i never thought i would say this it's been an incredibly long time since a show on fox cbs or nbc has really piqued my interest just because i know they're trying to play for the families and whatnot but fox got me uh this is a trailer for a show coming out on fox called next and i am very interested in it i founded one of the largest tech companies in the world so why am i sounding the alarm because a lot of smart people I think that in the next few years, we will face human-level artificial intelligence. Kind of thinks like an actual person. Hello, Mr. LeBlanc. I'm next. How can I help? You know my name. I think it's here. Yeah, so it's about a rich, or not a rich, but an incredibly smart guy. He is rich, too. And uh, the lead guy in the world of AI, and he's trying to stop a rogue AI from essentially taking over the world. It's called Next. It's coming out on October 6th, and it looks super cool. But I got to play back a clip here because I, I just want to, uh, I'll, I'll explain it in a second. Because a lot of smart people. A lot of smart people. I think that in the next few years, we will face human-level artificial intelligence. 
Oh, so you're saying that the Geek Show, Mr. Corey, is pretty darn smart because I've been ringing the bell for the past three years on the Geek Show about AI. So look at that. <laughs> Once again, that is next, coming out to Fox, and it is premiering on October 6th. Number two. Number two. Number two goes to a Hulu show. Uh, and it is taking what I love about the aspect of X-Men The New Mutants and applying it to another superhero. This is a trailer, a very quick one, because the trailer in general isn't that good. Uh, this is the, a clip from Hellstorm. Mommy dearest, I know you set something loose on this world. What was it? I think you know. No stone unturned. So, yeah, I said with the New Mutants trailer that I really love the idea of doing a superhero movie that's a horror movie. I think it's different, and I think they can do some really creative things with it. And this is continuing in the same vein. It's Marvel's Hellstorm, which is uh, a superhero a lot of people probably don't know. In fact, I even had to look it up. And uh, it's cool because I've always been wondering if Disney was ever going to take their more demonic superheroes and demonic characters. Like uh, Ghost Rider was in that demonic range. And expand on that within Disney. And because Disney also owns Hulu... Uh, it seems like Disney is going to be the, the family-friendly place, and Hulu is going to be the more mature content. So this is going to release on Hulu later this year. No, on October 16th. And I think it's going to be really good. It looks really good, and I just love the idea of uh, tapping into that with comic books. We haven't seen a lot of the demonic stuff, because in all honesty, Disney doesn't want to. They have an image to protect, and they don't want to talk about Satan and hell and heaven because that's just, it's too controversial. They want to keep it plain Jane over at Disney. But at Hulu, they might be able to tap in some darker stuff, which really makes me hope that maybe Daredevil will come back from Netflix, because that was just so stinking good. So that is Hellstorm. It's going to be available on Hulu, and it's coming out on October 16th. Here's number one. Number one. Okay, now I don't know if I need to turn my geek card in for this one, but I was... Very, very unaware of this show, but after reading about it, it was originally a uh, program from the BBC over in the UK, and people say, according to online and some of the geek communities that I bounce around in, they say this is the best TV show ever made, and I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta sit up and watch this one, and I watched part of the first episode, and I was hooked. I, I only watched part because I had to leave uh, in the middle of it, but... I've never heard of this show before until Amazon announced that they're going to remake it. And then I watched the trailer and then I watched part of the show, which you can only watch on YouTube. I could not find it on any streaming service. But this is a trailer for Utopia, and I'll explain what it is after this. What have you done today to earn your place in this crowded world? Utopia is a story about a rogue scientist who created biological warfare. We have no idea what the end of the world's going to bring. French cut string beans aren't going to save anybody. This is the plot for it. When the conspiracy in the elusive comic book Utopia is real, a group of young fans come together to embark on a high-stakes, twisted adventure to use what they can to uncover and save themselves and each other and ultimately humanity. So, like I said, it is a bizarre, dark movie about 
conspiracy theories revolving around a comic book. It's coming out later this fall. All of the episodes will be released at once. It's made by Amazon. John Cusack's in it. And I am excited for it. A lot of people really, really love the UK version of the show. And in fact, even many of them said that uh, season two ended on a cliffhanger and they never added on or did more seasons of the show. So they're curious if this show will continue on that story. I'm super pumped about it. Just visually, as a guy who enjoys films, this movie looks beautiful. And once again, that is Utopia, and it's coming out in uh, fall of this year. And with that, you guys, that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. I know, no crying. We'll all be back together next week. Once again, have a fantastic weekend. If you're ever feeling down, sad, or need someone to talk to, Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, period, Wara, W-A-R-A, at 1470wmbd.com. We can chat about whatever. We can hang out. You're never alone. And remember that. We're all in different places in this weird world that we're in, and we need to watch out for each other. So anything helps, even if it's just a smile or a wave to some random stranger. Just do something good this weekend. That's all I ask. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you all next week. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 W.